It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy for Daily Thunder, and I'm very excited to be joining you for the Becoming Brave series. In this episode, I want to share with you a powerful story from Christian history that has really impacted my life on this whole topic of gaining courage in the midst of crisis. And I'll be joining the series about once a week, sharing with you stories throughout Christian history that have very deeply personally impacted me in this area of courage and bravery. One of the key themes of becoming brave with that heavenly courage has to do with sprinting toward the battle instead of retreating from it. And Eric has spoken in many messages about that incredible story when David faced Goliath, because it's really so counterintuitive what he did. He ran straight towards the greatest danger instead of hiding from it. He did the opposite of what everyone else did. And from a logical human standpoint, it made so much more sense to retreat, to back away, to self-protect, because Goliath was this towering giant. He was fierce. He was undefeatable. He had been trained for war since childhood, and David was a small shepherd boy. Even the most powerful men in the Israelite army were afraid to face him. But David only saw the unstoppable power of God. He didn't lean on Saul's armor or sophisticated weapons or special training to conquer this enemy of Israel. He only needed that unshakable confidence in his God. One of the most amazing moments to me in this story is when Goliath was challenging David to come toward him. And he tells him in no uncertain terms that he violently plans to kill him. It says in 1 Samuel 17, 44, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. That is pretty graphic right there. And yet in the midst of all those threats, David didn't cower. He didn't waver. He didn't hesitate. He didn't even cautiously ease into the battle. The Bible says that he hurried and ran to meet the Philistine. And that phrase literally means to sprint with liquid ferocity. So in other words, David ran as fast as he could to meet his greatest threat head on. And because he sprinted straight toward the danger with liquid ferocity, Goliath never even knew what hit him. And God's mighty name was glorified through the audacity of a simple shepherd boy. And for most of us, I know for me personally, it is very counterintuitive to go towards danger instead of away from it. We want to self-protect. We want to hide and hibernate in times of crisis. But throughout history, you see that God's kingdom advances when his people are proactive instead of reactive in living out our faith. Proactive Christianity seeks out opportunities to boldly proclaim Christ, even in the midst of a crisis. Reactive Christianity stays silent in order to self-protect. And as our world today is growing more and more hostile toward truth, I believe we each need to decide what kind of Christian we're going to be, proactive or reactive. And the story from Christian history that I want to highlight in this episode is from the book, If I Perish. It tells the inspiring true story of a young Korean woman. Her name was An E. Suk. She's also known as Esther An Kim. She courageously stood up for her faith when the Japanese military took over her country during the Second World War. She had a moment in her life where she had to make a decision. All of the other Christians were being forced to bow at the shrine of the Japanese sun god or face imprisonment and often death. 
she was the only one that day out of the crowd of many hundreds of people that stood staring up at the sky when everybody else bowed. She decided that no matter what it cost her, even if it cost her life, she wanted to publicly proclaim that there was only one true God. And that alone was an incredible story. And after she made that decision, she immediately had to run for her life because the Japanese authorities were after her. So she lived in hiding for multiple weeks, multiple months. And finally, she had the opportunity to find refuge by coming under the protection of an elderly Christian Japanese general. Now, this was an amazing and rare opportunity, especially because she was on the run for her life. But she had been feeling very convicted that God was calling her to something else, something a lot more dangerous. She felt compelled to present a spiritual warning to the Japanese government leaders who were oppressing believers all across Korea. She knew it would very likely cost her life, but she counted the cost. Now this Japanese general presented her with something easier, a different path that she could take. And he's, he told her this, it is not necessary that you die to serve the Lord. With your faith and your ability to impress others, you will be able to do much for God. But her response was really surprising. She said, you think I am a living person, but I am already dead. The moment I stood up for this task, I on e sook died. And that is when she chose to sprint toward the battle instead of retreating from it. A few days later, she and another Christian friend walked boldly into a gathering of high-ranking Japanese officials and delivered the warning that God had placed upon her heart. The leaders, of course, were infuriated. She was promptly arrested, and she spent six years living in prison, going through torture, on the brink of death, starving, and at one point, she was even given the chance to be transferred to a more comfortable prison with better food, with more freedom. But she deliberately chose to suffer in the worst prison amid really horrific conditions in order to support and strengthen her fellow Christians who were also there and suffering for their faith. Reading about her decisions has always deeply challenged and convicted me. Because to stand up for your faith when you're forced to make that choice, like not bowing at the shrine of the Japanese sun god, that's a difficult enough decision. But then, after having escaped imprisonment, to deliberately choose to go right back into the place of greatest danger, that to me is completely astounding. And of course, it is only possible by the enabling grace of God. All throughout her book, she talks about how weak she was in and of herself, and it was only God who infused her with that courage. She purposely chose even worse conditions than she needed to so that she could share in the, suffer in the sufferings of fellow Christians. And again, that is truly incredible and not possible without the grace of God. God so powerfully worked through her life to transform both believers and non-believers in ways that would never have been possible if she had just chosen to stay where she be, would be comfortable and sheltered. And every time I read her story, I'm challenged with the question, would I be willing to make a similar choice? All throughout scripture, we see that some of the greatest demonstrations of God's power happen when his people audaciously sprint toward the battle instead of retreating in fear. And that's what you see when you study Christian history as well. Daniel is another amazing story from scripture. He knew that the king had signed a decree that could not be altered, ordering the death of any person who prayed to anyone but himself. 
But in, instead of praying to God secretly, Daniel did the opposite. He knew that the writing is, was signed. And it says that he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. So just like David, Daniel sprinted toward the battle. God's mighty power was demonstrated through his life, through his unflinching audacity, through his willingness to go straight into the heart of the crisis. And because of that, the mouths of the hungry lions were stopped and the entire kingdom was introduced to the one true God. The king was so blown away by Daniel's courage and the miracle that God did that he made a decree that all men must tremble before the God of Daniel for he is the living God. So powerful to see what happens when men and women are willing to say, Lord, I'm going straight into the battle and you will give me the strength and the courage that I need. It might be easy to think that if we were ever faced with extreme circumstances like those of Daniel or David or on Esuk, we would just magically choose to sprint toward the battle just as they did. But I've come to realize in my own life that if I'm not willing to live out proactive Christianity right now on a day-to-day -day basis, I am probably not going to be ready to do that in bigger situations when there's more at stake. I believe it's just as important to sprint toward the battle in our small day-to-day -day decisions as it is in the large and life-changing moments. In fact, gaining victory in the many battles that we face is how we prepare for the epic ones. Just like David prepared for that battle with Goliath by protecting a few helpless sheep from a hungry bear and a hungry lion. So my challenge to you today is to ask God, what battles is he asking me to sprint toward right now? Don't wait for Goliath. Practice on the lion and the bear. It could be sharing truth with a neighbor or a family member or taking a strong stand at your school or in your place of work for your faith or aggressively going after the souls around you. Rather than hunkering down and self-protecting, how can we engage with the battles of our day for the glory of God? When we sprint toward the battle, when we say yes to the call of God on our life to engage with crisis, armed with his strength, that's when we see incredible miracles happen. That is when the kingdom of God is built. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I pray you have a blessed week. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.